0: This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays, back yet again as we inch closer to Celtics training camp just over one week away, and there's no better person to take the temperature on this team right now than Michael Pina, over the ringer, formerly of the Big Three and Winning Plays podcast, but we'd love to get him back on here for... By yearly appearances, whenever we can grab Mike. It's great to see your face. Also rocking the Spurs hat today. Are you Are you in uh, thinking about Wemby already? What's What's how are we feeling there? Um,
1: you know Wemby, Keldon Johnson, uh, Devin Vassell, Big G Pop. Uh, you know, just I'm in a Spurs mood for sure. A lot of momentum going down in San Antonio.
0: How are you doing, man? Great to see you. Good. I'm ready. I'm ready for some hoops. Had a nice little breather yeah. here, as we all did. Got some nice feeble World Cup in. Got to see the Daniel Tice show, and now we're ready for the uh, the main event here. But I
1: gotta, I gotta say, I, I was thinking about you
0: when Daniel Tice <laughs> was just ripping through the <laughs> the world, the globe, just destroying the USA's front line. You know, so that's he's destroying everyone's front line. Incredible, yeah. Just you know, it's it's classic Tice, always always undervalued, but. We want to get you back on here Mike. We talked, we had a Richard Gian on a couple of weeks ago, but the three of us talked um you know back in June after the smart deal, but we haven't spoken to you since this full off season has gone on here. Um since Crane obviously has departed, some minor moves made by the seas here, but obviously the Porzingis foot situation going into camp, a lot of other storylines heading into Celtics train camp here. Where what's your temperature right now on this team as as we begin uh, obviously a, a pivotal year?
1: Yeah, I think that um, through a combination of their roster and uh, their pedigree and their talent and just kind of how muddy the rest of the Eastern Conference is where you have a lot of big players on the other contending teams, you know, Giannis feels a little disgruntled. There's a lot of pressure in Milwaukee. Um, The Sixers are kind of a mess. No one really knows what the Miami Heat are going to look like all wrapped up together. I just think that the Celtics are the clear favorite to come out of the East or at least be the best team in the Eastern conference this season. And I don't say that with a ton of confidence, but um, I think that their ceiling is the highest. I think they have a pretty high floor too. And um, I like the roster. I like the overall, I like the changes that were made. I think, Um, Malcolm Brogdon is a really interesting variable, um, Porzingis' foot, really interesting variable. So health is going to be a question mark. Interesting is one way to put it. Yeah. Um, and then you have, I mean, I don't really know. I have a feeling about what the starting five will be and what the closing lineups will look like, but, um, there aren't that many huge questions here either, which is really, good when you're a really you're a team that's aspiring to win the NBA championship so I think that they can have a top five offense top five defense
0: and they're
1: one of the best teams in the NBA
0: again all right well let's talk about two things here then well first you brought it up so I think it's worth giving given the scuttlebutt this week Malcolm Brogdon which honestly this is kind of you know it took a break for a couple months but this obviously he was not happy I think in the aftermath, the initial deal not going through the clippers. And now it's just been just been again. I don't think anything has necessarily, you know, changed. He haven't obviously he hasn't spoken publicly in the last month, but there's a situation for him, both like his happiness factor and the injury situation with his elbow, which I think was talked about a little bit on NBA today yesterday. Like how I've heard a variety of things in this front. How do you kind of see the situation playing out with him of being like, bring it back. Let's see what it looks like with this group in a similar role. Do you expect, you know, him to be around for a full season here? Like what's, what's your kind of read or is this the kind of a wait and see situation in, in your eyes.
1: I mean, it should be up to him, right? Like, um, assuming he's healthy, um, you know, assuming the, what was it like an elbow forearm? I can't yeah. remember injury that he suffered. And then also, He's got lower body, lower body question marks that have kind of um, prevailed throughout his entire career from when he was drafted. Uh, so, you know, didn't play a ton of minutes last season, started zero games. I think he averaged 25 or 26 minutes a game and obviously won sixth man of the year. But um, I think the the health his health and his physical condition is a is a question mark is in addition to just like where he's at um as someone who's willing to sacrifice because um i'm sure he wants to play more i'm sure he wants a bigger role um no one really wants to come off the bench and to kind of have those preconditions and have that mind mindset for a team that by all accounts, tried to trade you, is difficult. Um, and it I, it would be really interesting to see how he can swallow his pride or if he's willing to do so and uh, kind of repeat the role that he had last year. Um, I would think that it would be a little expanded, no, with Marcus gone. And maybe it'll at least kind of shift a little bit in terms of how much the ball is in his hands when he's on the court. Um, but he's really important. I think he's overlooked in terms of how important he is. um, uh, And yeah, like I, you can still play a ton of really awesome lineups with him in it. And if he, I guess like if the three-point shooting is still what it was last year, then you're in great shape. But, yeah. you know, if it falters a little bit, that'll be interesting. Um, But generally speaking, like you have to feel a little... I guess I don't really know how I f- I don't really know how I feel about him. I was gonna say optimistic, but I don't know. Um, a lot of question marks with him right now, and they they kind of need him. So I don't really know what you would trade him for right now. Like I was just thinking before we started recording about like uh, you know Buddy Heald's on the trade block now, and it's like oh that'd be interesting. I couldn't like imagine that type of trade happening, but like thinking because of just, like, the the teams involved and sending Malcolm Brogdon back to Indiana doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. But um, he is an interesting trade ship, but, like, why would you want to move off of someone at that age, at that point in their career, who has a clear role on your team and you're trying to win the title? It's just, it's difficult for me to kind of think of a possible um,
0: trade partner there. All right, let's take a break to hear from our sponsor, FanDuel. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash boston and kick off the nfl season FanDuel, the official partner of the nfl 21 plus Plus in present massachusetts hope is here first online real money wager only ten dollar first deposit required bonus issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling help line ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24 7 support Played smarts from the start, game or call 1 800 GAM 1234. Unless you have someone in mind. Yeah, I mean, I don't think to your point on that, like you don't, in my mind, if they ever move Brock, exactly, you need to get a big upgrade from him, you a clear upgrade, and you're going to have to package like picks to do that with his contract. And those type of guys, I probably a, aren't that you're interested in, A, aren't available right now. And so that might be a situation where it's a down the line period, but I do ultimately think that they want to, you know, you want to see what it looks like with this revamped group. Um, I do have questions. I want to get your take on like, is he a lock for a closing five on this team? Like I never thought like for as good as he was last year in the regular season and for as steady as he was captaining that second unit, I thought the fit with him with and, and the closing five, whether it was, you know, obviously next to smart one time was, was tough last year. So I wonder what that looks like again, next to Derek here, or whether that's something where they go with two bigs to close a lot of these games. Um, I'm curious to see how that kind of plays itself out. You would think that you have four guys who are
1: going to be closing a majority of the games when they're healthy. So KP Tatum, Jalen, and Derek white, right? Those yeah. are the four. Um, I mean, honestly, it, yeah, it could be by committee for sure. Um, you know, I'm really high on the season that Peyton Pritchard can have. Um, I'm pretty high on the season that Sam Hauser can have. I don't know if he's going to be closing a ton of games, but he's an option. Um, you know, you have Al Horford. Al Horford's like, pretty good. You, you have <laughs> Rob Williams. You have like a lot of... I know that uh, it'll be really interesting to see how Joe Missoula kind of um evaluates his first year as a head coach and what worked what didn't work um is he going to play bigger lineups now that he has a little bit more skill on the court and a little bit more spacing and um kp is kind of a different type of big really unique and singular so uh, i think that um kp kind of gives you more options on what type of bigs you can play and what type of lineups you can play. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if they close big more often than not, because they have a lot of skill on the court. And I don't know how many minutes or how many games Al Horford's going to play in the regular season though. And I don't know how healthy Rob's going to be throughout the regular season. Like I feel like Rob Williams ceiling is defensive player of the year and his floor is irrelevance, right? So lot of there's a questions from that perspective but then again like malcolm brogdon totally could close a ton of games and be awesome and um they could go small with tatum at the four um and still be really formidable i think it'll also just it'll it'll depend on kind of the rhythms of the game and who they're playing i feel like
0: yeah it's really they'll have a lot of flexibility in that front based on the opponent so that is like yeah going into camp i feel you know if Porzingis is like the top storyline in terms of his fit with this, you know, with this, with Tatum and Brown and how that looks all looks on the court. I think Brogdon is just a close second just for everything you kind of laid out there of both health stuff, mindset stuff. And then again, yeah, seeing, seeing how those groups kind of fit together here, but looking, I mean, looking around the ECU and you brought it up earlier, Mike, like there are question marks everywhere. Like what's your, breed on how this like Lillard stuff shakes out. Do you think this is going to drag on to the year? Do you think this gets done with Miami early on? Or I mean, we're hearing whispers of wild cards like Toronto or Chicago, like maybe putting in bids, but like, are any of those actually like realistic in your eyes or is those, is that just, you know, posturing that by Portland, maybe trying to up the price for Miami?
1: I haven't thought too hard about uh, Chicago, I don't really know exactly what their draft
0: I don't think it's great. I think they trade a bunch of stuff for Vouge, right? So it's
1: like Right, must... but I'm I'm pretty sure that and I hope I'm not wrong, going off the top of my head that one of their protected picks that's extended, you know, it rolls over through like the next few years, it belongs to Portland. So okay. I feel like if you were to have a trade there, um that it would open up the ability their ability to trade future picks down the line. So if that were possible, then Chicago suddenly becomes like a little interesting to me um, just because they are going nowhere. Um, the Alonzo ball thing screwed them. And, you know, they just signed Vooch to a long term deal like 60 mil Um they don't seem to. I mean, we'll see what happens with DeRozan. They have not extended him, but they have Levine under contract for on a little, his max for a couple, a few more seasons. So, Chicago's interesting. Um, you know, I wrote at the beginning of the summer about um, trading Scotty Barnes for Damian Lillard. I just, that's just like not going to happen. I don't feel like. Um, maybe it will. That would be really fun, I think. Um, so, I'm always kind of. You know, thinking about Toronto, because they're another team that, you know, had a terrible offseason, lost their starting point guard. Dennis Schroeder destroyed Team USA <laughs> in FIBA, but I don't think he's like a starting caliber point guard um for a team that wants to do anything. So they're kind of in this weird crossroads stage with Siakam on an expiring and um OG Ananobi also, you know, he has a player option in the following season. He can be expiring. So Toronto should be looked at as a, a player here. And then of course the Miami heat, like I don't know what their best offer has been. Obviously it's not the best offer that they can offer. Um But even if they get to that place where they're willing to give up hero uh the, the kid they just drafted um and then like th- they can get ho- however many, the ma- I think they can max out at three firsts if they do some stuff. Um, and remove some protections, so like I don't think they've offered that um even if they do like can you get something better than that um for Lillard? who knows um Miami better do do this deal honestly if they don't i I think that they will I thought that they were gonna fall off last year and it looked that way. It looked to be that way for much of the season until obviously the in the playoffs they got red hot. Um, and Jimmy was amazing. but like, you know, losing Gabe Vincent losing Max Dr, those were two starters. huge, huge roles, huge contributions um throughout the postseason, including in the uh in the conference finals against the Celtics. So yeah, Dame is a really, huge wild card for this entire season. and I think that, you know, teams like the Celtics and the Sixers, will breathe a huge sigh of relief if he goes to Chicago or
0: Toronto, Miami.
1: Yeah. I mean, what do you think? What do you like? Where, 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 if you're, if you're the, the owner of the Celtics, like what team would you not want him to go to?
0: What would fear? What, what, what would scare okay, you? It's, the like, most? it's Miami. Like you don't yeah. want, that's, that's a clear cut. I mean, even like, I guess Philly would be kind of scary, but obviously that doesn't look like it's, like they're not going. They're not going to trade Maxi, which it doesn't sound like they're doing. Like that's not happening. Um, and yeah, I think that's like easily Chicago's fine. Like yeah, Chicago's a more fun team if Lillard's there, but they're not. They're not going there. Same with Toronto. Like it's a more fun team, but also not doing anything. So, yeah, I think that's that's the clear cut worry you have if you're if you're with Grossbeck. But, and then I I know you have to go here, but i will wrap up on this. Like on with the Harden situation in Philly. Like what. How do you expect that chess game to pl- be played? And you're obviously very familiar with both your the parties as a a a red ninety four writer of, of way back in the day. But what's uh hell yeah? What's your read on this? I
1: don't know. I feel like I'll just say this: he's gonna blink. We'll go out on this. Um, I'm writing a column right now about the New York Knicks, and the New York Knicks should feel pretty optimistic about their chance of getting an MVP caliber player within the next 12 months. That's what I'll, that's what I'll go from on. Philadelphia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you said it. All right. That's a good tease. Leon, look for that from Mike on the ringer.com. As long as a ton of other stuff for training, you you have a training campaign yet or what is that? gonna is that in uh TBA? Um, not yet,
1: not yet. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Something could be in the works. We'll see.
0: All right. Stay tuned for that. Uh, make sure you're following Mike on Twitter at Michael and all this great stuff on the ringer as well. And we'll be back with you guys next week as we get ready for training camps coming just days away.